Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I remember the first time that I was at my home in Richardson, and I had been going here for a couple years, and I was sitting in a rocking chair, and I was rocking back and forth, and I was sick. I was sick. I had a headache. I had uh, nausea. I was shaky. I was cold. I knew every, every symptom of the flu. And I was sitting, rocking in this rocking chair. This was back in 85, 86. And I remember thinking about what was going on here. I was going to the Water of Life Christian Training School. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try some of this. And I was rocking in the rocking chair, and I started praying. I said, I bind this witchcraft in Jesus' name. And then I said, I bind this witchcraft in Jesus' name. And you know when you do that, you kind of look around. But I bind this witchcraft in Jesus' name. I did that for five minutes. At the end of five minutes, I realized I was totally healed. Totally healed. And I remember my great reaction was, whoa, whoa, this works. I had the power of God heal me. And there wasn't any big minister there. There wasn't any TV playing asking me to lay my hands on it. It was just me and Jesus and the Father and the Holy Ghost. And I was totally healed. Now, where does that power come from? that someone sitting in a rocking chair that was only about 27 years old could get healed. I want you to turn with me to Romans 1.16. We're going to talk about that power and where to get it and how we get it. Romans 1.16, this is Paul speaking. For I am not ashamed, I am not timid, I am not afraid of the gospel of Christ. For why? Why is he not afraid? Why is he not timid to trust in that gospel? For it is the power of God unto salvation. I needed salvation that day. I was sick. Where did that salvation come from? It came from the salvation. It came from the power of God. Where did the power of God come from? It came from the gospel. Need another one? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. 17 and 18. Not totally convinced about where the power of God comes from? 1 Corinthians 1, 17, 18. This is Paul again speaking. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. That's what Jesus sent Paul to do, to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, notice, Paul speaking, the gospel and the cross are the same thing. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. You think the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is foolishness? Guess what you're doing? You're perishing. If you're perishing, you might want to consider the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But go on. For them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved. 
The new, the, the new international version says being saved. For those of us that are being saved, what is it? It is the power of God. It is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. Where do we get the power of God? Where do we get that power that it works for us? We get it in the gospel. Now, what's the gospel? Turn to 1 Corinthians 15. We actually have in this Bible the definition of the gospel. Exactly what you need. God doesn't hide things from you. You have to ask for them, though. The definition of the gospel, verse 3, chapter 15. For I delivered unto you, Paul speaking, first of all, which I also received. What did he receive? Go back to verse 1. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I received. What is that gospel? Verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now, what is the actual bona fide definition of the gospel? It's that Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again. When God healed me in that rocking chair, rocking and asking God for the, to, to bind the powers of Satan. Where did that power come from that healed me? It came through the gospel. It came through the gospel. You want the power of God to work in your life? You got to go to the gospel. That's where you're going to find it. That's what we're going to do today. The last time I spoke, we talked about what went to the cross. We talked about Jesus going to the cross. I want to show you one aspect of Jesus on the cross. We're just going to look at one today. And it's, uh, it's in, you're going to find it in Isaiah 52. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about Jesus on the cross. Because that's where we're going to find the power. Is in that death, burial, and resurrection. And when you understand, when you get a revelation of Jesus. What he went through on the cross. What he went through in his death and his resurrection, you're going to find the power. When you get that revelation, it'll work for you. Now, Isaiah 52, verse 13, Behold my servant. He shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. This is the verse I want to get to. As many were astonished at thee, his visage, his visage, his appearance, was so marred more than any man. So marred more than any man. Do you believe the gospel? Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? As we look at this, I'm going to ask you, like I've asked so many times before on my radio program, I want you to put away, put aside every movie that you've seen because they're a lie and you'll see why. I want you to put away every book that you've read, every art depiction you've seen, every art gallery you went to, every Sistine Chapel that you looked at. I want you to put it aside and we are only going to look at the word of God, what God wrote in this word through the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at that 
So what does this word say? He was marred more than any man. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus was marred more than any man? You know, we have an internet today that we see things almost instantly. We see people being mutilated in the Middle East. We see them being burned in the Middle East. We see people crucified in the Middle East instantly on our computer. But Jesus was marred more than any of them. More than any of them. That is what the Word of God states. And the Word of God is truth. So let's go on. Marred more than any man. His form more than the sons of men. His form His form. You have a form. You have two arms. You have two legs. You have a head. You have a trunk. That is your form. He was marred his form more than the sons of men. Now let's skip over to verse 1 in chapter 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form. He hath no form. He has no form. How did he get that way? Turn with me to Psalm 22. Psalm 22 is a beautiful psalm about Jesus on the cross. If you ever wondered what Jesus was thinking and going through on the cross, Take this psalm and read it over and over, and you will find what Jesus dealt with on the cross. But we're not going to read the whole thing. We're just going to read some verses out of it. Verse 1, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Didn't Jesus say that on the cross? Now we know who this psalm is about. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Father turned his back on Jesus on the cross. Why? He had your and my sin on him. And let's see what that sin on him did to him. Let's go down to verse 7 and 8. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. Do you know that's same verse is written in Matthew 27. When Jesus was on the cross, it states, I'm going to read it here. I'm not going to go to it. He trusted in God. These were the Pharisees and the Sadducees mocking him while he was hanging on the tree. And what did they say? They said, he trusted him. Let him deliver him now. Let God deliver him. If he will have him for he said, I am the son of God. Same words. Psalm 22 is about Jesus. Now, let's go to verse 14. This is Jesus as he's hanging on the tree. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. All my bones are out of joint. I have a perfect illustration for this. When I was in college, I was dating a gentleman, dated him for a couple times, realized after a couple times of us going out that this man was a little too intense for me, and I needed to break it off. I decided that um, I had to go. I was working that time doing some volunteer work, 
at an outreach center that our church had. We call it the Christ Center. It was a small building on the corner of a small town. I mean, this building wasn't 20 by 20. And I had some artwork that I was doing there, and I had to go pick it up. And this gentleman offered to go with me, and I thought, beautiful. I said, he can come with me. I'll tell him I'm not going to date him anymore. Not the smartest thing I've ever done. Went to the building. My artwork was on it. The building had a, um, about a third of the room was a stage, about 16, uh, six inches off the floor. My artwork was back in the corner of the stage. So I walked in the building. He was behind me. I'm talking to him the whole time saying, we can't date anymore. This is not right. I walked to the edge of the stage in the corner, picked up my artwork, turned around, looked at him, and he was not a happy man. He was not a happy man. In fact, the look on his face and he started walking toward me, I knew he had planned to do me harm. And I realized I was in a corner. And before I was, I was standing there for a moment trying to think, which direction do I need to move in? As he was coming for me, and as I was considering which way to move, he disappeared. I mean, he totally just disappeared. And I stood there for a second wondering what happened. And the next thing I hear, I hear him groan. What I didn't realize was we had a pit, a, a trap door in the stage that went down into the basement. And I hadn't even noticed it when I walked in. I knew it was there, but I hadn't noticed it. I went over to get my artwork. Well, he fell down in that trap door, down in that pit. And he was about six feet into the ground. And, and I realized, frankly, I knew at that moment that an angel of God had thrust him down in that hole because he was coming to hurt me. So now I've got a man that wanted to hurt me who's hurt in the floor. So I helped him out as best I could. When, we got, when I got him back on the stage, now this guy was a burly guy. He was about six foot, much bigger than I was. We got him back up on the stage, or I did, helped him. And when he stood up, his shoulder... Right here was down here, literally. His shoulder was down at his waist. Looked grotesque, and he was in severe pain, severe pain. Jesus, it says right here, every bone was out of joint. So the shoulder wasn't where the shoulder was when Jesus was on the cross. The elbow was not where the elbow should have been when Jesus was on the cross. I want you to picture this. I want you to put away those movies and look at the truth. Jesus' bones were out of joint. His fingers weren't where they should be. His knee was not where his knee should have been. His ankle was not where it should have been. His hips were not where they should have been. What did he say? I have no form. I have no form. Why? Why did the man look like that? Have you ever heard the term a sack of potatoes? Well, now think of a sack of oblong potatoes. He had no form. Why did he look so bad? Did the Roman soldiers do that to him? Why did he look so bad? Go back to Isaiah 53. We're going to begin in verse 4. No, actually, we're going to go to verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, 
a man of pain, no kidding, every bone out of joint, a man of pain, acquainted with sickness. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He is despised, and we esteemed him not. Nobody wanted to look at him. He was grotesque. Go on, why? Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. They thought God did that to him. This man had every bone of, out of joint, marred more than every man, and they thought God did it to him. But why did he look that way? Next verse. But he was wounded. That word is pierced. For our, uh, for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the correction, the punishment for our peace, our welfare was on him and with his stripes we are healed. Next verse. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Do you know why that man was marred more than any man? Because your and my iniquity was on him. This was no little thing. Our iniquity was on him. Jesus carried it. He who knew no sin became our sin. And he carried it in his body. And look now at the body. Look now at the body on the cross that died for you. Is there any doubt when you look at that body? Is there any doubt when you look at that marred body that he did not carry your sin, that he did not carry your iniquities. There is no doubt. And why did he do it? So you could be forgiven. So you could be justified. So you could be delivered from your iniquities, your perversities. That's why the body looks so bad. Jesus said you must be born again. You must be. And then he went to the cross and bore that so you could be. So that you could be. Those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And a marred body said it. Those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on that name because there is no doubt when you look at the crucifixion, he died for you. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.